Miami V necks every time she ordered me a t shirt. Oh, okay. We're gonna use the boobs, like boobs and the dimples. I'm like, we use listen, you know how much money we make at the snack bar with the boobs and the dimples. Look, I'm just you know, if you were paying for stuff like that, I'm just saying, right? I'm gonna need the boobs and the dimples to get the kids an extra, you know, $170 worth of snack bar sales. I'm just like, you know, I just was maximizing use your my assets. Right. I, I got I got look, matter of fact, I got homecoming uh snack bar. I'm waiting for you to come out there with your QT and you know some little yeah, so we can sell some lemonade and some zoom zooms and that. Yeah. You it's coming out cold. There, I'm wearing a hoodie. Oh oh no 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 unless you're cutting it down. Like we not your arms can be warm, but yo, we gonna need dimples and you know huh, chesticles. <laughs> we gonna need all of that out there so we can sell more lemonade and cocoa. The seniors need a, a nice prom venue. We need you to come out there and sell some things. Come Not through. you, but some things. Come through and be a senior class supporter. Senior class support is important. Important. Well, yeah, she's right. We did used to do that. And we did try to, we did get extra, I think, shrimp on our plates because uh, Auntie Nicole was real friendly. <laughs> it was good times, though. Oh, we were at the Palm Springs house. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> We had a great, and then I learned that my sisters was freaks. I was not even prepared, but that's another podcast. What? I'm not prepared. Yo, what happens? That's a whole other podcast. What happens? This sister weekend stays a sister weekend. Stays a sister weekend. But that's it was a show. great weekend. Like, but so what we did get out of all of this is that we got sisters that we can support as they go through the steps we've already been through. Like even sometimes when we have that in our chat where we're just like, you know what, let's just throw out what we're going through. Like, I think I think sometimes those are and it's not perfect, but I think that that's that's worth the work. Like our relationships with our sisters, that's worth the work. I think if dad is if dad is, is, a, is a lost cause, for, not a lost cause, but you know what I'm saying? If it causes you more hurt than it brings you joy. Then we too old for that. Yeah. So remember when I. Went to Ohio, I'm not Ohio, Atlanta, and I drove my truck. Yeah, and you stopped by dad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So as I drove on a cross, somewhere there, I didn't call when I got somewhere, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So when I woke up and he had called, and I missed his call, and he left this horrendous voicemail on my voicemail. Oh, Your motherfucking ass on the highway. You ain't said a goddamn thing to me. I know we ain't close to da 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 da. And I was just like, this motherfucking nigga right here want me to turn this goddamn truck around and come back and fuck you up. That's his love language. The fuck is you talking to? That's his love language. You don't love me. That was his love language. That, don't love that me. Is, that was that his love language. So and, it, and it's really, really, it's horrible. But that was his love language because he was concerned about you on the road and you was missing with his grandson. You could have said that better. You could have said that better. Oh, oh, he could have, but he didn't. He he could have said that. He's working on that that, part. That makes me want to come and sock you. Yeah. And and your beautifully purchased teeth. That's what it makes me want to do. Those are really good teeth. Don't come for his teeth. Those are really good I will knock all of them out right onto the ground. All them chicks gonna be oh my God. <laughs> like don't <laughs> talk to me like that. Like, but don't I don't do that. So I think that that was that was his love language. I mean, I'm not saying that it's okay. Yeah. I'm just saying that was his love language. That was he was like, she's out there on the road, she's not fucking calling me. And that's how he would have talked to every single one. I mean, and it's not, it is not, but you know what? If we're honest, I know that you had a different sugar dude than I had. Let me just be honest. Your mama had a different sugar dude than I had. Um we could go into how he was raised. We could go into yeah, the trauma yeah. of having a mom that was 15, 14. I don't remember. 13. I, I, 15, 13. She was 13 when she had him. Right. I, we could go into the, we could go 13. into. Yeah. She was 13 yeah. when she had him. So I'm and saying we was, could go into. She was 15 all, when she had Granny Cheryl. Yeah. And then 18 when she had Uncle Terry, 17 or 18 when she had Uncle Terry. And these weren't all by youngins. No. So I'm saying, so her, no. she had trauma and then she. And her mama told her she was a hoe. Right. Even though something, no, because something happened where she even got pregnant the first time. Mm-hmm. And so, so she had trauma 
she didn't have the kind of support that could have maybe helped her you know let's just be honest i mean she like think about when that even happened like as we were having a conversation about my grandma with somebody who didn't understand back in the day they were like oh she didn't have all her kids and i was like uh y'all don't remember what it was like back then when them dads decided they was coming to take her kids she didn't have no, no rights she right. you know what i'm yeah. saying she had she she do and and you didn't have, you know, Google and attorneys at your hand like you do nowadays. Like she was just trying to figure out she two steps from coming out of slavery and everything else. I'm not slavery, but you know what I'm saying? Like she these people, the men had rights, period. Women didn't have rights. So it's 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 easy for me to I guess when it comes to sugar to say, you know, oh, and she could have. And I have let's be honest. I got no clue how I would have been with a child at 13 with my mama unsupportive with all of these different things because mm -hmm. i have in all of my tough life i've had legal rights in all of my tough rights i've i mean I my can legally open a bank I account open a bank account i can I, I just remember stories of like my grandma hiding out to hide the kids to make sure that somebody didn't get like it was just all mm -hmm. of that and so with sugar like you know you your grandma your mama put you out your sister left college yeah and help you and take you and raise you and finish raising you so you could raise your baby kind of thing like there's just there's so many levels to that and, and then there was, and yeah. being 13 and 14 years old working in bars lying about yeah. your age so that you could be able to take care of your babies yeah like, so and, so, and to be what? that baby and to be that baby you know what I'm saying? There's just there's so much there was so much generational trauma, generational yeah. curses. And I'm just proud of us because even being, I mean, my mom wasn't perfect. My mom is like every other mom. She did what she had to do to make sure that we survived. That my mom lived off of 59 cent tacos in my 12th grade. Even if I didn't have a taco, I mean, even if she didn't have a taco, I had a taco. Like that was kind of like she was just trying to make it happen. So are our parents perfect? No. I thought I was a great parent until my kids became adults. And then I realized, you know, there were some things I missed. I was like, I am fair to Midland. My kids was like, no, you was great. I was like, I know. But when I'm doing my parent calculation in my head, I was like, shit, I could have done that different. I could have done that different. Like, you got a whole list of things that I could have done different. But like I tell my oldest, you were my crash chest jump dummy. I apologize. Absolutely. I love you. He had the opportunity to talk to me say whatever it was he wanted to feel. And I'm going to be honest, I'll tell him you got 18 and 25. At 25, I kind of don't give a shit because ain't nothing I can do about it. But I, but those two times you were talking to me about it, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to love you. I'm going to hug you and say, I'm trying to do better with your siblings. If you wasn't, to me, if you're not a better parent from the first, my oldest is 30 and my youngest is 17. If I ain't had no improvement then, since then, then I'm a shitty ass parent. One. But I realized as my kids got grown, I wasn't as great as I thought. Like when I look back some stuff like, oh, that was trauma. Like when you start to learn shit, you be like, mm, that was trauma. Ah, damn, I missed that. That was trauma. And I can I can point to seven different times where I did some shit. It was like, mm, yeah, I could have did a pivot and 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 talk to my kids about it. So when I look at dad, I know that, you know, I, I had to think I had to stop even just now and be like, uh, his mom was 13. By the time he by the time he was 17, his mom was 30. I mean, just let's 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 did I do that math? Is my math mathing? Right? Yeah. yeah. She was 30 when he was 17. Like, like I can't imagine. So you say, like, see, again, I look like I I'm blowing your wig. I don't you know. Didn't why know I, that? I don't. I don't know nothing about any of this. Listen, let this me tell you. Proves my point. Now, do you see my point? No, but here's why. Let me tell you where it doesn't prove your point. My mom and my dad grew up on the same street. So she saw all of that. She had a relationship with Grandma Morrison. She saw everything firsthand. Yeah. Even when she wasn't with my dad, she and Cheryl, Aunt Cheryl went to middle school together. Her, Aunt Esther, Aunt Cheryl, Aunt Bonnie, they all grew up together. They was all friends. So she saw everything firsthand because they all grew up in the same area. And when my grandma would be tripping, Sugar Doo would let her come there. So it was, you know, because she was best friends with Aunt Cheryl, not just because of my dad. So like, so... So I get a different perspective because my mom was there firsthand. This didn't come from him. This comes from my mom. Even when I couldn't stand my mother because she was trying to, I'm sorry, mom, I love you. Um, when, cause she just came out of her room. I'm like, I'm saying I can't stand her. Like that's, that's rude. Y'all gonna get me in podcast trouble. But um, even when I didn't, when I didn't, when my mom, I was a team. My relationship was iffy. She would brought him over like, oh, I want y'all to be close. And I just was like, 
I can't stand this human being and you're torturing me. But she would be trying to explain to me and she could tell me stuff. But at 14, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I was like, I, what are they going to yeah. do with me? He's a shit ass yeah. dad. Like, why do I care that he was? Uh, so he grown now. He ain't fixed his shit. But I think, you know, as you get older, you have the capacity for a little more grace because you're like, uh, and I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that's how I had to think was like, this little mama was 13. She was, she was 13. And so for me, I give all of them more grace because because of Granny Shigadoo and Grandma Marson. So my mama's mom was Granny Cheryl. And the easiest way for me to describe Granny Cheryl, like when I'm talking to like in therapy and like you doing like the short version, I'd be like, Granny Cheryl, just I'd be like, when you read a child book on trauma, she check all the boxes, every single one of them. So that was my mom's mom. Right. Like, so, like, yeah, my mama still get on my nerves and I'm still hurting. She still does shit to hurt me to this day. But then there's times where I just be looking at her. I'd be like, you so, like, I feel bad for you. Like, and I you do. remember, like, Nicole, she was our parent. Not my parent, but I'm saying, like, she parented her siblings. Like, Kimietta was the parent of her siblings, period. And I, you didn't come over there as much in the summer. But if you if you you've heard the stories, Krishan, of how your mom had to be everybody's parent during the summer. Your your grandma would let everybody. There were times there was like ten kids in that house, and Kim was responsible for every single child. Get up, make them breakfast, comb everybody's hair, make everybody lunch because we all got to go to the park for ten hours, <laughs> or go outside and play for ten hours. Anything and would be in the house. Anything would be in the house, and she was everybody's parent. And now, and when I think back on it, I'm like, well, shit, she was only ten. Because right. I was eight and she was the mom of, she was the mom of 10 people, some of them the same age, some of them significantly younger. And when you told me that other thing about her having to not go to school to go be pre teacher Keisha's preschool representation, I just I had never heard of it. I didn't know. And I also def I it I her trauma is her trauma is her trauma is different. Go volunteer at the preschool. Yeah, she had to volunteer at the priest. She had to. Krishan told me the other day. I was just like, I'm like, how is that possible? Because we were. She was. In, she was in school. Like we was in. She was in. The only school. reason they stopped is because the teacher was like, "I'm gonna call the people on you." And if I'm not mistaken, I think my mom said the solution was Granny Cheryl took her out the school, not that not took my mom out, but took Keisha out the preschool. Not that she was like, "Oh, now I'm gonna go myself." No, no, that wasn't her. <laughs> that was not her solution. That lady is nuts, bro. Like, let me tell you, you, know last, you can say she's nuts, but but uh, Cheryl kept a man. Maybe she kept summer, a man. Last summer, <laughs> she um last summer she was. I had to pick her up for something. I don't remember what it was, but I had to pick her up for something, and. I live not far from where she lived on 60th and West. And so one day, so she was talking about, she shouldn't have never brought this up with me. Yeah. So she shouldn't have never brought this up with me. Wait, wait, hold on. 60th and West Boulevard? Yeah. Ain't that over there where the car wash and stuff is? Uh, I thought she was on Bryanhurst. Well, she was on Brinehurst, but it was one block from West Boulevard. No, no, but you, gotta say, but, you, but you gotta say Brinehurst because Brinehurst is a different level even in West Boulevard. Brinehurst no, is not. It's not because it just no, seems. Not. So let me tell you why it's not a different level. Because okay. first of all, all of us we we like I was shit. I was probably ten because Lil K Hill was four. How much older than him am I? I don't remember right now. But oh, he was born in '95, so okay. I'm eight years older than him. Seven, I'm seven okay. years older than him. So he was you four, so I was eleven. At eleven, I was my mama of the group. So I was. We were walking, leaving Granny Show's apartment, going to the pool in Inglewood to be at the pool in the park all day. Little K, what park in Inglewood? Why well, I was like. The part I, the I, you gotta you gotta uh, tell me I no you gonna have to tell me something. I, is it, I, I, don't, I always say the wrong name of it. Is it's it not is I it Pinella Park? It now is Edward Benson Park, the one that's right on the hill. Yeah, the one right on the hill. 
from from sixtieth and Bryanhurst. Yeah, and you was. Are the, you talking about the one by the Brands? No. So, so, so tell you right where it's at, Nicole. It's when you're coming up Sentinella and you end at Florence. Yeah, you come in, you yes, you come around. Like, yeah. Okay, you yeah. know what Popeyes is. And the park that's on the left hand side. There's a park that's on the left hand side. There's a church right in front of you, and there's a mm -hmm. park on your left hand side. But you probably don't pay attention to it because it's yeah. got a big bushy uh like fence almost that kind of. I think it was that right that mortuary over there. That's what I've been thinking about. <laughs> yeah, no, you haven't got to the mortuary yet. So oh, it's okay. but you so so and I know where you were that's walking. A long ass walk for y'all kids to be doing. And you walked it the walk back like that all the time. You walked it through Hyde Park. Um, we walked through the. I mean, we walked whatever streets we wanted to walk. We not, didn't not always my, take Hyde Park. Not with my four-year-old. <laughs> Which a four-year-old? No, my point of the story wasn't us walking to the park. My point of the story was I showed Granny Cheryl where the liquor store was that she used to send little K here to by himself when he was four years old. And I literally stopped in front of the liquor okay, store. Wait. I need a second. And then wait, I drove wait. around the corner. Did you say? <laughs> and then I drove around the corner to her apartment. And I was like, now look at that liquor store. And she was like, what liquor store? What liquor store? Next time you come are you talking about that one that's now brightly lit? Is that brightly lit? The bright no, lit not that one. No, not that one. It's a liquor store that was cat a corner from her apartment because she used to say, oh, I'm watching him out the window. I can see him. So what? the liquor store was. So if you come out, if you're on, if you're on 60th and West Boulevard and you're facing West, when you go to okay. your right, the liquor store is to the right, but in the middle of the block on the other side of the street. So you cross West Boulevard and then Wait, you I'm go sorry, to the baby crossed right. West Boulevard. Mm. No, the baby didn't cross the street. The baby yes, didn't he cross. Did. He did. Cross the street. But 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 we also used to walk to Crenshaw and Slauson by ourselves all the time. From Granny Cheryl's house? All the time. Who you think went grocery shopping when we was all at her house? Her? You think she went grocery shopping? Now, what I will say is now that I'm older, I thank Jesus for taking care of fools and babies. Baby, what? The game that we used to play was we used to walk up and down. We used to walk up the island just, in the in middle, middle of, of We used to all line up and walk up the island. Oh, Crenshaw? Yeah. In my defense, I was young. Jesus. In my defense, <laughs> in my defense, I was young. But yeah, we used to walk up the island, and then, but when Do like you the know I need her to stop with the and this. Don't add nothing else. I'm I I I when, no, I was gonna say else. like when Trey, like because Trey and Little were babies, basically. So when Trey and Little were with us, I would walk on the sidewalk and hold their hand and I would be watching the other kids telling walk them like the careful and all of that. But you I mean, a damn kid your damn self. What you mean? Yeah, I mean, I was okay. Well, you're 30, <laughs> you're 30 and some change now, so we'll say but I say that. Like, it's funny because, like, my mom, like, my mom be like, you didn't go through this and you didn't go through that. And I'm like, nigga, what you think we was doing when you sent us to her house? Like, oh, you thought she turned into Mary Poppins when you got grown? Uh, like, she didn't. She did not turn into Mary Poppins. I can tell you that I made the best peach cobbler of my entire life with fresh peaches because one of her friends brought over a bag of fresh peaches and that was the first time Granny Cheryl let me make the peach cobbler almost by myself. And that was amazing. We made was that after you walked up the island thing. up in the middle of Crenshaw? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Probably, because I probably I had to go to the store to go get I some stuff. I don't give a shit about your wonderful peach cobbler experience. Right. Like, you I, walked I, up I, the middle of Crenshaw with some little children. The, so the most, honestly, from my perspective, the most cool. dangerous thing that we ever did then was um it was like two three in the morning and we were hungry and like it was summertime so like we our sleep schedule was way off and it was me lizzie and yasmin so granny cheryl had her three little, girls, three little girls on crenshaw and around she had her neighbor walk us to master burger on crenshaw and slauson because we wanted because we were hungry 
and like we Her couldn't neighbor. figure out. Was it a woman? No, nope. nah, it was some guy, Did and you? we didn't know him. To, I don't oh, even remember Jesus. his name. Okay, so uh, okay, yeah. So well, we're glad everybody's old enough to not have children's services. Everybody's adults now. So we praise God. We're not causing children's services to go to anybody's house. Not to, not today. But uh, yeah, because I'd have to be a mandatory reporter right now. Like I have to call the people right now. I I, I must call the people. No, nah, we were kids. It was wow. this was a long. This was all at least. This was shit. I'm gonna be 35 next month. So this was over 20 years house. ago. That is why huh? my kids stayed. In, that's why my kids stayed in my house. Yeah, that's why. But that's also why. I remember when I first started coming to your house, I was looking at you like you was crazy because you had all them rules. Like you like. You was like, you catch, like, you, but now that I'm older, shit, you the only one who gave a damn, like, you would be like, you picked me up from the bus stop and from the uh, train, you dropped me off, like, at the train and at the bus stop, you would make Uncle Franco get up and take me, like, and I was just looking at you like, I could take the bus, and you were like, you're not taking the bus, but at that time, I used to catch the Metro Link from Rialto to LA and get on the 40 and catch the 40 to wherever i wanted to go whether it be my boyfriend house my friend's houses the mall whatever like so i was outside <laughs> and that's like so when i came to your house and you were like where and then my mom didn't check on me like that my mom was never like where you my mom would sometimes there were sometimes she cared about where i was at what i was doing and who i was with but most of the time she didn't so like she didn't call me and be like where are you at did you make it or nothing i never had to check in like that so then when she would act like she cared about me checking in i used to just look at her like you're only doing this because it's auntie nikki like because you don't care like remember when you took that skirt from me on new year's eve because okay so nicole i'm gonna tell you this story i think and i never told you this so it was my it this was when i first got close to auntie nikki and it was new year's eve my mom was gonna drop me off at my boyfriend's house in la but um how old were you i was 15 and we went to, I mean, you sure <laughs> i'm positive oh, okay I, was I don't remember the story i'm just like okay i was 15. <laughs> Can you imagine Diane dropping me off of some boy's house? Not never, not ever. Can you imagine me dropping Jasmine off of some boy's house? I'm going to drop Jasmine off of the boy's house on Tuesday. What y'all going to do? Y'all ain't going to do nothing about it. Why are you making a face, Krishan? I'm like, I'm going to do it all Because I might have just turned 16. I might have been fresh I mean, 16. But, but I mean, but we, we, we can't it's not 16. like we didn't hang out with our boyfriends. Like, it's, but, I mean, okay, so, so you so have plenty I'm of boyfriends. I'm going to night at his house. New Year's Eve, my mom was supposed to drive me off at my boyfriend's house. I was supposed to spend the night with him for New Year's Eve. And <laughs> wait, well, you cannot dance over that. Um, you gotta let me finish. So we got to auntie. So I had got dressed, I had on this little green mini skirt. And a red spaghetti strap shirt. I you, you remember we used to wear them ugly ass shawls, but it was like a mm -hmm. white shawl across or whatever that was see through. So it wasn't like it was really a shawl; it was see through. And then I probably had on like my red and white Nikes or whatever. And uh, I wasn't gonna sound like an ugly ass outfit. I'm just gonna say that you probably thought it was really real cute. Sound real ugly. I'm just gonna say that. It's not you know. ugly to me now, but back then I thought I was. <laughs> I was like, that sounds ugly. But okay, it was, it was it was the outfit back then though. But it was ugly. It was definitely ugly. Okay. But um, so we stopped at your house, and you were like, "Where are you going?" And my mom didn't want to tell you that she was dropping me off at my boyfriend's. So she was like, "Oh, Krishan's gonna go to her friend's house," and she, you were like, "Not wearing that." And so you made me take my skirt off and you were going to throw it away. And, um, and then, and I was pissed because I'm like, can we go? Like I was sitting by the door. Cause I'm like, can we go? Like, can we go? Like, and so then, then my mom want to switch it up and auntie Nikki, cause auntie Nikki was oh, like, I do remember going? that because you were, you were mad at me. Cause your Cause mom changed her mind 
and you was like yeah because you, you like, finally were like well where are you going and i just looked at her and she finally was like i'm supposed to be dropping her off at her boyfriend's house and you were like nigga she not going there right and i was like who the hell are you like <laughs> my mama said i could go his mama said she not tripping like who the hell are you and well, the truth is, I'm going to be honest. I'm, a, I'm not going to speak ill on his mom. The truth is, his mom was going out, and she was going to be at her sister's house. So him, him and his brothers knew his mama wasn't going to be home till the next day. And by the time his mama got home, then I wouldn't be there no more. That's And I didn't find that truth out until, like, later or whatever. But, yeah. But anyway, so, but I didn't end up going because Auntie Nikki was like, you're not going nowhere. Period. Like, you're not Period. going nowhere. Not, not, not. Celebrate JoJo's birthday. <laughs> and that was the best birthday party ever. And I'm very happy that I stayed and had a ball with my family and JoJo's birthday because I did get over having an attitude and had fun for my little cousin's birthday. But I wasn't mad at you. I was mad at her because back then my mom used to always do that. She would always switch up in front of everybody else. And I'm just like, this ain't the mom you are. So, be uh, I don't mom. Know, damn, she was gonna take you to the boyfriend's house in the skirt and a spaghetti top on New Year's Eve and spend a night. Oh, fuck, I wish you but would. okay, so and the, the thing is this though, because it's like so now good. that I'm older, my mom be like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't like, oh, I wasn't telling you to wear this and telling you to wear that. Who was buying my clothes, Camilla? No, 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 okay, damn all that. You were taking me to a boy's house to spend a night. She was. I wouldn't care if you had a goddamn crocus sack. What difference would it make what you had on? But Granny Cheryl used to let me go to his house and damn near spend the night too. Again, lived. Nikki, imagine me telling Diane, I'm going to some dude. Imagine me telling Gregory Mitchell, I'm going to a dude house. All I remember is two of my brother's friends brought me home after I was in high school and I was, I had to be a senior. Uh, no, I might have been the end of my junior year, beginning of my senior year. And um, two of the guys from the neighborhood, like really good friends of ours, we grew up with, so on and so forth. My mom would let us all, we all, it was like five cars, we all went to the beach. I had never drank in my life. They let me have a drink. You can have a little sip, whatever, whatever. My ass can't drink. So, and we learned that really, really quick. Because they gave me two sips of something and the guy had slid over in the little chair like, I don't know what's going on. Right. But they had to take me home for Connie. And everybody in the neighborhood was afraid of Connie. So these fools are trying to get me up the stairs and like leave. Really, really on Edgewoods. On Edgewood. They're trying Ooh, to get geez, me on them damn stairs stairs and get their big asses back down the street because they are like Miss Connie go, Miss Miss Jones. Everybody called me Miss Jones go kill us. Miss Jones go kill us. They got me up the stairs and my mother was like, Did y'all motherfuckers give my baby something to drink? Now, first of all, she tortured me when I got in the house. Let me just be clear. I never drank again until I got old enough to drink. Like, I didn't fuck around. I was like, she's scary. And I've experienced, because I got sick. And she was like, and she was just taunting me the whole time. I was like, she literally was standing over me talking shit the whole time. And it was just like, I hate to vomit. I'm really, 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 really sick. I'm crying because I'm just like, but I'm just like, no, no, hold it, rub it, put your face in it. Like she was just so rude through the entire process. I was traumatized. She, the guys didn't come around for a while because she threatened the shit out of them. She was like, y'all are gonna get fucked up. Like y'all wanted to get fucked up. Like then that's you know, Connie talk. She was, she was, she was younger too. She could chase your ass down the stairs. She was like. <laughs> Y'all want to get fucked up. Don't matter how big her thighs was, she could chase your ass down them 56 stairs because she walked them multiple times in the day. They want to get fucked up. But you know what she said? Oh, wait, because let me give you one of her favorite things. Don't nothing open up after 10 but them legs you out there fucking. No, ma'am. I am not. Can you stop asking me that? And then my friends would want to come talk to her. And I had to tell one of my girlfriends, stop coming to my fucking house. Do not talk to my <laughs> Stop fucking talking to my mom. Like you say shit that you're doing, and then she come in there and be like, "You fucking no, right?" And that's just her. Please stop talking to me about her. Don't fucking talk to my mom. Like if you come up here, you just sit here next to me and shut the fuck up. Don't do nothing. Just wave at my mom, say hi, mom, and shut up. Don't say shit to my mom. 
period. Mm-hmm. Nobody got time for that. I'm getting all the, you know, because you out there doing you, which you know, do you. But don't have mama. I'm I'm sorry, you and your mama ain't close like that. Don't have my mama coming in here talking to me. Right. Like, nigga, I'm in here with 17 books from the library. Not saying I'm just innocent, but I'm chilling. I ain't out there just about that life. Right. Not right. not just, I mean, I got there, but it wasn't that time. <laughs> and you getting me the listen. You know how my mom damaged me as a child? She would be late for work and she would not let me out the car fast enough. And she would she 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 caught my backpack strap in her car and then she would drive and I would be running next to the car. <laughs> Ma, open the door. <laughs> I got more trauma because my mama be late. I got more trauma. Let me see. In my senior year, she couldn't come no more. So she really didn't get to come to a lot of my games. But then I was okay with it after she came and pretty much tried to cuss out my teammates. I was like, you can't, why they ain't fucking getting on the ground? Mom, mom, they are children. You can't talk to them. Like, you're the only one on the ground trying to get the ball. Why they, they just standing there like they don't know what they're doing. They don't. They're new. This is new. Mm-mm, fuck that. They need to be on the ground too. Shit. I was like, <laughs> I mean, we all went through stuff. Like we went through different stuff mm-hmm. with our parents. Like none of our relationships were perfect with our parents. But like for me, like one, I'm blessed that she's still here. Today, I was annoyed as shit with my mom and it wasn't even her fault. Like she didn't do it. I just was annoyed. And then I was like, but she's here. And right. for what I was doing for her, she would do that above and beyond for me. Like my mom will right. do anything for me. I can't, she that kind of person. I've turned into her a little bit. Never thought nobody could ever tell me like let people live with me before and all that. Nobody could ever tell me I was going to be that person because I didn't want to be that person. But I say when I get annoyed, one, I'm just really, really grateful that she's here because i've had her longer than well you know better than anybody you know i've had her i'm 50 and she's still you know and i'm hopeful she like my unalva be 102 stepping into her birthday like what's up you know i'm hopeful but um but you know i i I get on her nerves was she perfect no and we've talked about like there's some things that i've never unpacked for her that i wouldn't at this point because why you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I figured out how to let it go and I let it go. Um, there's some stuff that we did unpack as we got a little older, you know, and I think I was a little more mindful about how I unpacked it just because I knew that she did the best she could. Nothing that my mom did was like my dad did stuff because he was a bad parent. Mm-hmm. Nothing my mom did was because she was a bad parent. Mm-hmm. Um and so hush and so i know that you know i'm grateful that my kids give me grace like i gave my mom my my kids could have been you know harsh krishan thinks i'm a great mom and i am a great mom like i'm not saying that but but i know as a person mm-hmm. as a parent things i could have done different and my kids have had a lot of grace with me you know they've been they they've had a lot of grace with me about they how share I you with a lot of us huh they share you with a lot of us yeah but i mean it's not even that it's it's stuff that i didn't see like it's stuff that no, I, didn't I know see. there's other things as well but i yeah. think that like they're very gracious in the way that they share their mama with a lot of us and they don't fault you for how much time and energy you give to the rest of us yeah, that's true. They're, they're, that's true. I mean, they they all get on my nerve, but they are good people. <laughs> they're good humans. But I mean, I just I think I, I think back, and I know that our kids probably talk about us when we're not around. But even so, um, if they listen to some of the other friends, I, I've had one of my kids say, I, I I've talked to some of my friends, and on your worst day, I love you. <laughs> like on your worst day, you the best. <laughs> You on your worst day, ma'am. When you was when you was not keeping up with you know doing your thing, I'm still gonna keep you. Cause I was like, I was like, if you could trade me with any mom, you could tell me it's okay. Who would you pick? Ethel was like, nobody. I'm staying right here. Like I'm good. You crazy as a nutsy bird sometimes, but I'm gonna pick you every time. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna take that. I said you probably just saying that because of me. He was like, nah, nah. Now I've seen some other people. I've seen some other parents. He was like, we didn't have a lot of money at certain times, especially for Jalen. Like everybody say that Jasmine is is a, an only child because now it's only one of her and I have more money. So they'd be like, this fool be living her best life. And they don't begrudge her that because she does. But 
still, even when we were broke, when the lights was out, when we didn't have water, when like we went through some stuff, um, I always, they were always loved. They, you know, they, I don't know. They have a village. They've always benefited from their village. Um, we just make it happen. I mean, you, you and I don't talk all the time. Like we can say that on this podcast. We don't talk all the time. When we do pick up the phone and talk to each other, you know that I adore you. Even when we don't talk all the time, like we have busy lives. We, we get, and then sometimes we're just weirdos. Cause you know, I learned, I use that right too. But I use that sometimes. I don't get it right all the time. But we're both weirdos sometimes. And sometimes I think the other one's waiting for the other one to call. And we be in our own spaces sometimes. I mean, we even be having hurt feelings sometimes. We'll never say it to each other. Our feelings be hurt. Don't act like they don't. Sometimes you be at your house like, this bitch will never call me. And I've been thinking like, this bitch will never call me. Like, she don't even think about me. And you probably be like, she don't call and check on me. She don't. I've been in town. She ain't popped by. And because we have really busy lives. But when we pick up the phone, like the other day, we just, we talk and it was like, come on, let's meet up. And then the three of us, we at a table somewhere, which is how you got us jacked dragged onto this here podcast because I ain't never been to this podcast <laughs> in my life. But we we can, you know, we can pick up things. And, I, and I've hurt you in the past. You've hurt me in the past. And we still survive. And we survive because we love each other and we respect each other. And and we want the relationship. Like even if in, in its imperfectness, we want the relationship. And so with other members in our family, sometimes it's not going to be that. Like there's relationships that are like, I I have you you need okay look look here come my little here sorry y'all it's a podcast but one of my little one of my littles need my need my stuff so I'm I've been in here for a long time they can't survive that long here you go buddy okay I'll send it I'll send it okay okay mm-hmm so I'm not gonna lie I'm about to eat a pastrami sandwich I'm probably not but I'm gonna get it so I can have it for tomorrow I'm not gonna eat it right now but I'm gonna get it so I can have it for from the hat, just like JoJo going to the hat. Yeah. at this time of night? Oh, I'm so JoJo, this JoJo is his time. JoJo he don't care. He going this to the This is house. when JoJo go to. This is when JoJo woke. So he's just like, you want something? Yeah, and he could just throw it in the fridge for me. About an hour and a half, he could throw it in the fridge for me. It'll be ready to go tomorrow because tomorrow's another long day of mama. But I'm saying, I want to tell you that one. I'm super proud of you. This is gonna be my my little sappy moment. I'm super proud of you. I'm super proud that you have raised your kids, did your thing. Um, everything's not perfect, but now you're on your own journey and you're being really, really brave in this journey. Um, you're taking steps that I still have not been brave enough to take and having conversations that sometimes we're not brave enough to have. Um, and I just think that, that you know, that what you're doing and, and just getting out here and figuring out yours is, you know, it's, it's inspirational. And I'm just really, really proud of you because even on the tough days, and days that you're tired and the things when you just you don't want to go another moment you know you're still pushing through so i think that that's you know that's that's a testament to who you are you know truly and i think that um yeah i think that you know we live in a space of grace for and, and you need to give yourself you need to give yourself more sometime um because you know every day hard and we do the best that we can our best may not be enough for everybody, and that's just what it's got to be at this point. I hear you, and I try to give myself grace, but I don't do it so good. You need to treat yourself the way that you treat. Mm, treat yourself the way that you would treat a toddler or an old person that you care about. Because you old. No. I mean, I'm, like, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, like, like, uh, like we cuss out everybody who walk across the street slow until we see like a 70 year old person jaywalking. And then we cussing out all the other cars around them because you better not get too close and you better stop and get this person the respect and they could take as long as they want to to cross the street. Give yourself that kind of grace. That's what I mean. I'm trying. So I try really hard to give myself the grace that I give others. I'm really hard on myself sometimes, but then other times I just, I'm really YOLO, <laughs> but, uh, I try really hard. Huh? What is YOLO? Oh, it is. You only what it live, is. Oh, you only live once. It is like, oh, what's done oh, is done. Oh, fucking well. 
what you gonna do about it that's your one right there what you gonna do about that's the one what you gonna do about it is yeah yeah that's definitely what you gonna do about it is my attitude about a lot of things and that's also how i like um the situation we talked about the other day with my brothers and my uncle and my mama and all of that the i let that go like the next day because i was like what you gonna do about it you really finna go to jail behind these niggas they're I'm very up. proud of you for that because you was really ready to go to jail. Yeah, they're grown ups, and I was. I, I like. I I definitely was, and the love isn't any different. But I do have to make sure that I'm uh, working on those on on maintaining those boundaries. I know how to establish them, but I have to maintain those boundaries because my life. And you know what I kept saying? My life used to be peaceful. My life is still peaceful. Things are happening to people around me. But to be completely honest, other than the situation with the jackass um, that I left behind in August, ain't nothing happening directly to me. I mean, you know, they do. <laughs> you know, minus and a couple that, of entities. But other than that, it's not actually directly happening to me. <laughs> like, right. And so it's just like. If ain't nothing happening directly to me, why am I so worked up and stressing my like my chest hurt for like a week and a half straight? I had a horrible headache for like a week and a half straight. Like probably should have went to the hospital for my blood pressure because I'd be looking at my Apple Watch and just taking it off. Like mind your business, but <laughs> I can mind your business. She's sorry, Siri. She don't know no better. <laughs> no, Siri needs to mind her business. Siri, be beep beep beep. Beep beep beep, and then when I turn the beep 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 off, so it vibrates on my wrist. Like shh, I know, I know, shoot. But um, like you definitely have to work on giving yourself the grace that you give others, because you like I find like for me, um, I give a lot of grace to like younger girls. Like I give a lot of grace to younger girls because I give them the grace that I would have wanted someone to give me when I was their age but I also need to give me that grace right now. And you need to give you that grace right now, tomorrow, yesterday, and all of the days. Like it, cause if you don't give yourself that grace, then like, what, it, like, what are you really saying about your faith in God? Honestly, cause like, what's up? Oh. Okay, that hit a little different. I think um, I'm better at giving than receiving. Yeah, so learn how to give it to yourself so that you can learn how to receive it. Today, ooh, can I say this? Don't nobody know where I work. We ain't never going to talk about where I work. Today, my boss offered me money for because I've been spending so much money going back and forth taking Ubers and Lyft to work um, because I had to be in the office this week for a project that was supposed to be one day of me being in the office and turned into Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And today's the first day that we had real progress. And it was all IT issues and data issues and, and issues that had nothing to do with me, nothing that I could fix. I had to make other people fix them. Long story short, today she was like, can I offer you some money for, because I know you've spent a lot of money on Ubers and Lyfts this week. And at first I said no. And then I was like, you know what? I'm learning to to accept my blessings. So yeah, you can. Thank you. And so she gave me $70 cash. And God is good because my Uber home costs $40. Like, <laughs> so like, and and my Uber to work, I think it was, like 15 or 20 like so thank you um and so it's just yeah you like you got this and god god works it out regardless and yeah receiving is not always easy at all especially when you're so used to giving but one of the things that i've learned part of the reason why you're it's easier for you to give is because you've been let down so many times by so many people that you've established boundaries to protect yourself from feeling disappointed and from getting your feelings hurt 
when people don't do things and aren't there for you and aren't supportive in the ways that you needed or wanted them to be supportive in the past. And that's okay because we're all human. Like I'm not, I don't like sometimes auntie Nikki calls me with something and I may not always have the right response because I'm human, but she don't stop calling me for when she needs to talk to me or when she needs somebody to vent or whatever she's not gonna stop calling me she's still gonna call me because she's gonna be like yeah i didn't like like when you said that that was stupid that wasn't cool um but uh at the but she's still going to like give me an opportunity to redeem myself because i'm human you know what i mean like so it's the same thing with you like with the grace with the understanding and the patience and being able to receive things from others, like, it's, it's really hard for me to accept that eventually I'm going to have to be open to love and relationships again, because I don't want to do that shit no more, but okay. If I say, no, I'm not doing that no more, then I'm closing myself off to what could be beautiful and could be a great experience, which is why I finally did open myself up to being able to be open and emotionally um, available and to being vulnerable because I was never emotionally available or open or vulnerable, which is part of the reason why I've dealt with as much hurt as I've dealt with this year because I wasn't emotionally available before to be a free. So you wasn't going to be able to cut me as deep as you did, except for when they died. That was different. But <laughs> but you was never going to be able to cut. That's why I always say, like, cheat on me. Like, you can cheat on me. Don't, don't do none of the other stuff. Like, cheating on me, I could deal with. You doing the other stuff, I can't deal with. But the reason I can deal with cheating on me is because I don't give a damn. I didn't expect you to be loyal to me anyway. Like That's a whole other podcast. I'm just <laughs> I was trying to segue into another podcast. I like that. That's a different podcast, people. Y'all not ready. I'm just saying that you have to be open to letting people, uh, like open to receiving instead of just giving. Like that's all I'm saying. And with being open to receiving, that means you got to be open to love, and you got to be open to, you got to be open to all the shit. <laughs> open the love and all the shit that's that's, that's i mean a, it's a long right. list of all the things you got to be open to that you ain't that i mean i feel like nicole's definitely not open to a lot of stuff because nicole got the same kind of boundaries as me because what j cool's j cole say fool me one time shame on you fool me twice can't put the blame on you fool me three <laughs> times fuck the peace sign long the chopper let it rain on you I'm just saying. I have never heard that before. What the hell? Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me two times, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, fuck the peace sign, load the chopper, let it rain on you. Ah, yeah, you got well, I don't know right. what let it rain on you mean, but uh, like that. Like, oh, yeah. It's not nice. Load oh. the chopper. I thought that was a motorcycle. The bullets, no, no it's oh. a yeah, oh, letting the bullets rain. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. The chopper is like an AR, a AK, big gun with lots of bullets. Rifles. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought, I thought it was. It is that too. It is okay. that too, but that's not what that was yeah. about at the time. That's oh, not okay. that one though. Yeah. Well, well you you're know, right, and I am going to work on it. <laughs> I don't feel like I believe that, but we'll just leave you. No, you know, she, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, ma'am. First of all, when I got, when I started the podcast, it was never my intent. Y'all know I don't like to be in front of the camera unless I'm working. Other than that, I like to be under the radar. I'm so not about the attention. I'm so not about none of that. So, what she is saying is absolutely right. I don't know who that person was talking because it was not Krishan Renee, but we <laughs> just. <laughs> Because I was like, who is that? That ain't that child. Well, she, over okay. there she over there with deep thoughts. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I I am not the biggest um, 
I don't. I don't. I don't know how. I'm, but I'm working. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on receiving. Receiving. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to say one more thing back on the original question. When your parents' upbringing damages you, you know what didn't damage me? And what probably, and what Auntie Nikki is the only reason. Because listen, there's a whole lot of messages God then gave me through Auntie Nikki because God was like, this idiot ain't going to hear it no other way. Because I probably wasn't. I was going to put my ears over and then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but, but oh. Auntie Nikki one time told me the best thing that my biological ever did was my biological father. Auntie Nikki said the best thing that he ever did was to not be there to raise me. Because. Oh. The older I get, the more I learn about him, the more I know about his side of the family, the more time I spend around them, I would have been a bad person. Like, like. I told you that. I told you that. Like, I told him I said, yeah, yeah. Like, you're right, Krishan. I honestly believe that. I, believe I that. would have yeah. been. And when I say a bad person, like. I don't mean a bad person like some of the people we know that we'd be like, oh, they ain't shit. We'll do it. No, like I think that I probably would be like a drug dealer who didn't give a fuck and like you get in my way and play with my money. I'm going to kill you and your family. Like mm -hmm. I wow. think that's absolutely what I would have been like because it, like it would have been nothing for me to like for me to pick up his connections and his whatever and just like carry on with it and then i also have him to mentor me and tell me like do it this way and don't do this that way mentor you not mentor you because if you think about okay so here's the thing so listen jesus when i say that like that's why i say i'm god's favorite because the devil definitely absolutely gave me listen god gave me all the tools to be an amazing blessed child of god but i know a lot about a lot of other shit and i could have been very different and i was at some point going down a very different path also there were people in my life who were supportive of me going down a very different path. Mm. And yeah, I, I I could be really, really good at being a really bad person. Like, like I could be, I would be really, really good at it. And I really understand what you mean with that. I really like, yeah. Yeah. I, because mm. I mean, it's not like, like, Shit, if I want to pick up the phone, I got the connections today. Right. And there's several different families that would would put would deal with me just off of the strength of who I'm related to and how much they love me. They're like, you my girl, and that's your whoop-de-whoop or this show. Yeah, I got you. Like, mm, yeah. Let's not. Let's not until you it. catch that no. bid, and then, then you're in there by yourself, and you're like, "Well, where is everybody at?" And you get crickets. Nah, because I always learn to have lawyer money. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, because Auntie Nisi is the uh, Auntie Nisi. Absolutely. At, let me tell you, the reason that Joey didn't do the time that he could have done is because after Auntie Nisi did her time, she didn't play about making sure she had lawyer money and coming up with lawyer money. She ain't play about it at all. Auntie Nisi then hammered having lawyer money into my head. Auntie Nisi hammered having lawyer money into me so much that at one point when I got a little, like when, when we wasn't doing good, like she didn't have it like that and other people didn't have it like that. She was like, we ain't got lawyer money. Like, right. Like, don't be flexing. Like, we, we ain't got lawyer money. Don't be flexing like that. Like, and it was like, oh, okay, well, chill. Between lawyer okay. money and bail bonds and money, them the two money yeah. you need to always have. 
Right. So I don't want to. I don't want to do anything to make me have to go pooping for the others. I don't want to. Right. That's all I be thinking about. Like I just I don't want to go to the bathroom. No, I tell Emnessa, listen, just make sure that you keep enough money in my books that I can have my own panties, not the recycled ones. I need to be able to buy some off the commissary list and some Kool-Aid. I'm Gucci. All I need is Kool-Aid, coffee, and clean panties. I'm not trying to be funny or bougie or nothing. What the fuck are recycled panties? What are y'all talking about? I don't even understand. I think that depends on which jail you go to. Because where I was at, it wasn't recycled panties. It was like netting that they threw away. But it was literally like... Like the pregnancy underwear? I give a baby? Yeah, but it was only the net. Oh, my God. Yes, all it is is net. Yep. Yeah. No, in Orange County, it was they just take all the drawers and wash them and they give you another pair of your little socks. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I'm not, not putting this podcast if we keep talking about that. I can't do it. <laughs> I said, You want me to do what? Listen. That man fell out. I said, You want me to put that next to my who? No, sir. Yeah, I'm not. You no, can't sir. make no, it work panties. No, you can't. Um, so yeah. for me, so yeah. for me oh, when stop. I was in stop. there, they had me medicated, right? Because I had a panic attack so bad that I almost fell down the cement stairs. Like, because I passed out right by the stairs. So they made me be medicated the whole time I was in jail. So it turned into me basically thinking I was at the Salvation Army summer camp because, like, I was in there making friends. I was, ah! I was playing spades. She I was thought she was chilling. at summer camp. We was ah! chilling, bro. When oh I tell you I was chilling, and I came home skinny because you know I wasn't. It didn't matter what kind of medicine you gave me. I wasn't eating that. No, that's so. I wasn't I was eating that. Let me, tell you. Let me tell you, that's the only time in my life I consistently drank cow milk because I would drink my milk every day. I would drink water every day, and I would eat my orange. And I used to be real sad on those oh, days when they gave us an apple. Listen, all I want to give you a start to this yeah. shit. So all you could eat is the salad or the fruit and the vegetables. I wasn't eating that salad. Mm-mm. No. And we then, from our, our you know what made me cry? The cereal. The cereal was shaped like dog bones. The cereal was green and it was shaped like bones. And I, I literally I cried and I was oh like, this God. is Psychological torture, like you're kidding me. Like like the cereal is in the shape of bones, and if like you like what like what do humans do to deserve? Mm. You know what? I was like, and they're like the cereal's good. Okay, you want mine? Right, and that's how you make your friends. You know, you make your friends because you don't eat your tray, and they want to be your friends. Because they want your food. Everybody was fighting to sit next to me in line because they wanted, because they knew I was passing everything to the everything. left and to the right. Take all of this. You don't want none of this? No. None Give me of that it. roll. Thank you and goodbye. Sometimes. Hmm. I would eat like the, okay. the white bread sometimes <laughs> as long as it wasn't touching the other stuff. Mm-mm. They used to make no. this big old piece of squash. Give me that and take the rest of this. <laughs> Cool. No, people. they used to slice the bologna themselves, so it was like this thick. And I don't eat bologna anyway, but it was. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Okay, that, I'm gonna change the subject on that one. <laughs> I thought you had more questions for us. Oh Jesus, thank you. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh God! I got the prison baloney. I'm done. I'm over it. I'm, yeah, I'm, wait, wait. I'm, we got the prison baloney. I'm done. I got nothing. You can't end the prison baloney. You gotta come on. We gotta change. Okay. The okay. So okay. So okay. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not listening to y'all at all no more. Y'all done went to prison baloney <laughs> and and net panties. I I'm I'm over. I didn't never see the net panties was her. The ne- only dead panties I know is if you have a baby. Remember, they give you those to the hospital. That's oh, all I know yeah. about dead panties. But yeah. um, uh-uh. I feel like um, 
as far as dad goes, I'm pretty much over it. Um, nothing to do with my sisters, has nothing to do with my nana, but I just. Maybe I'm indifferent. Maybe that's a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have my own kids and don't none of y'all check for them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm-hmm. you feel me? When you, like, say, when you say don't none of y'all check for them, what do you mean? Like him or Leslie or the girls, nobody check for my kids. The girls don't check for nobody's kids. The girls got the... First of 